welcome to Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Marley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Uh, sisters, I have brought to you, uh, much like your trusty pet animal, cat usually, mm-hmm. in my experience, uh, bringing you some sort of um, expired creature to your door that you wish they didn't, but they're very proud of. I think that's um, pretty exclusively a cat thing. I think I'd be pretty freaked out if my goldfish one day just had like a dead mouse in its bowl. Like, look what I did. Do, do birds do that? I feel like birds would do yeah. that. Maybe. They're kind of scary. It's a bug. I got you a big old bug. All right. Sorry, but go ahead. So what what, what death decaying thing have you brought us? Uh, I, I bring you the remnants of the day from Twitter. I've been oh, searching Twitter for for things for us to talk about, and there's so much going on besides the fact that Keanu Reeves has a girlfriend. And I'm, I just want to mention that because I'm so happy for him. Yeah, and, and the internet is is impressed because she is age appropriate. I and I'm not uh, in no way slighting. I'm very also invested in Keanu Reeves' happiness, but I like that this is a thing that's like newsworthy. Like a male celebrity has a girlfriend, and she's only nine years younger than him. <laughs> he deserves all the accolades. Yes, I know it is. It is sad that that's the story when because pe- I think people felt the need to justify why they want to talk about it, but like no one needs to front. We're all on the same page. Keanu Reeves' happiness is very important to all of us. Mm-hmm. We all remember how sad he was on that bench that day with that sandwich. And we've all been worried about him since then. And then he's so good in John Wick. He's so angry and sad, but so good, but so angry and sad. We just want him to be okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I she, get it. <laughs> she seems like a cool, smart, talented, artsy lady. So, so good for him. I'm just I hope they're both very happy and I I will now follow this relationship very closely. It's a lot of pressure. Just let them have their space, man. I won't. I won't. I don't really if it doesn't pop up immediately when I open Twitter, I don't know what's happening in the world, so I actually won't go searching for that information, but I'm just glad that it's in there in my brain. You know? The first celebrity relationship Sydney has followed closely. I think <laughs> the, so. It, it would be the first and only celebrity relationship I ever cared about. Uh, also everybody's talking about who they want to sit next to on a plane what musician if you if you're stuck on a plane next to a musician who would it be why is that something people are talking about i don't it's twitter man i don't know why people this is this is both what i don't understand and why i will never disengage from twitter i know that a lot of people like to do that that's fine everybody should do them i'll never disengage from twitter because i open it and i'm like why is everybody talking about what musician they want to sit next to on a plane? That's weird. Well, I got to find out about this. And that's just Twitter all over. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I get like, what musician would you want to hear sing or perform or be able to ask questions? But the thing about airplanes are is no one should talk to anybody and definitely no one should sing. So I don't personally know what musician brings the most snacks and readily shares them. So I have no answer. Jimmy Buffett. Oh, well, okay. Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle? Yes. To get those Glee stories? Yeah, that's all I really want. Just like from her early days in Spring Awakening with Jonathan Groff. Inside Scoop on Glee. That's it. Would you be able to ask? No. 
Because that was part of why I picked Jimmy Buffett is that I've met him. And so I'm no. kind of cheating because I would feel like, hey, you, I'm, don't, there's no way you'll remember me. <laughs> but <laughs> we've met. <laughs> and can I talk to you now? And he's just so chill. He would say yes. I am like one degree of separation away from meeting Leah Michelle, and I've thought about many times if the situation were to ever arise, how I would act, and I, I don't think I'd be able to say anything. I mean, you know, I guess I've heard stories from friends that have like worked with Joan Jett that she's really chill and mm. like cool. So I like that is more like as much as I love Joan Jett, there's also that aspect where I don't think I could actually talk to her, but the possibility of a conversation happening because of her chillness. Makes makes maybe the the candidate that I would go with. Well, that's I mean that's part of the problem with this question is that like there are some people like like there's my my teenage heart says like Rivers Cuomo, but like you know he doesn't want to talk to whoever's next to him on the plane, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to to break that <laughs> break that silence and be like I'm gonna force you to talk to me now. <laughs> Dr. Rivers Cuomo and he excuses himself. He goes into the first class bathroom and he doesn't come out for the length of the entire flight. That's what happens. That is what I assume would happen and I don't want to do that to him because I respect him as an artist. So I would just sit there in in shock for the entire time. I mean, I would be so and I wouldn't want to move. I would just and not take up too much room so that I he wouldn't think like how rude my my the person sitting next to me is taking up too much space. I I would not be able to function. Well, I get it. Rivers Cuomo is notoriously somewhat reclusive from the limelight. That I that see. is important to know here. I think Thank that informs you for this. explaining. I just wasn't going to ask. He Weezer is where he's from. Okay. The band Weezer. I know that one. <laughs> okay. I know that word, but the, he, I, I, at least my perception of him is that he d- would not want to talk with a stranger on a plane. That that would not be his bag. Uh, now, Andrew WK, I bet he talked to you on a plane. I think he'd give you a sermon on a plane. See, that'd be pretty cool. Somebody who would do most of the talking, so I wouldn't have to come up with the topics. I think I would just say, <laughs> "Hey, Andrew WK, I'm having a hard time. Could you give me some advice?" And that would be two hours. <laughs> Uh, the, the only other celebrity news I have for you, the only other Twitter news I have for you is that, um, Robert Pattinson is learning jujitsu for the Batman. And Who I tr- is he going to be in the Batman? He's going to be the Batman, the titular Batman. I see. I, uh, looked, I tried to look at the pictures of Robert Pattinson doing jujitsu. I won't lie. I'm sorry. I did. <laughs> You wanted to see Robert Pattinson doing jujitsu. I sure did. I'm sorry. Both Why? Harry Potter and Twilight. Excuse me. Yes. Okay. Uh, but they were on Instagram and like the link took me there. And then I didn't know how to find him on Instagram because we're not like friends on there or whatever. And so I didn't know how to. <laughs> That's not how Instagram works. <laughs> I didn't know how to get there. So I never saw him. But they're out there somewhere. Internet. <laughs> Wow, well, that's a that's a star-studded cast for the Batman coming up, right? Uh, Colin Farrell is the Penguin. That's not who I would. That's not who I would assume or think of first off. But okay, uh-huh. that's a that is one hot Penguin. I know. I was gonna say I'm I'm good now. I'm gonna find there will be a time in my life where I go. Well, now I'm sexually attracted to the Penguin from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm a little upset. Danny DeVito is still out there and doing great stuff. Why didn't they just hit him up again? Like, I don't know. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is going to be Catwoman. So 
Yes, please. Thank That's you. Great. Thank you very I, uh, much. I, I, found, I love all of this. I will be very excited to see this. I found Robert Pattinson's Instagram. I think this is Robert Pattinson's Instagram. It's at Robert Pattinson official. But I don't think it's actually run by him because the bio is just photos of actor hashtag Robert Pattinson. This seems like a fan thing. There are yeah. no photos of him doing jujitsu, but one of the most recent ones is just a picture of him as Cedric Diggory and the caption is just hashtag TBT. <laughs> for throwback thursday i find that very Aww. amusing uh, he doesn't have an instagram it seems to me well then i don't who knows these pictures are nowhere they're nowhere twitter they're also everywhere. twitter lied for the first time ever well a lie appeared on on social media oh no i'm sorry that's facebook i like that if you type in robert pattinson the first thing that comes up is robert pattinson jujitsu a lot of people are thirsty for those pictures, apparently. So you're not alone. Uh, listen, I know people like to joke about Twilight, but it was great. And I'm sorry. Watch him in the movies and tell me you don't agree with me. Did <laughs> well, you see these? We, we will. <laughs> there he is. He's doing jujitsu. If you look up Robert Padson jujitsu on Google Images, it's the first picture that comes up. I could have Googled. That's Yeah. Didn't think about that. That's kind of your fault there. I'm very good at researching science, not so much people, like celebrity people. Uh, so <laughs> other things that, that the internet has brought to me recently are um, BuzzFeed articles because the, the Facebook is good at surfacing those. Um, those and lies about politics, I yes. guess. That's Facebook for you. BuzzFeed articles about the 90s. And lies about political candidates. That's what Mark Zuckerberg wanted. That was his. That is what he's brought. <laughs> That's what that movie was about. <laughs> the right social network. Mm -hmm. It was yes. about. I, I really want to spread political lies and BuzzFeed articles. Yeah. <laughs> easier. Was BuzzFeed probably was it a thing yet? Probably not. Uh, that is how it became a thing. Yeah. Did Mark any Zuckerberg was like, how do I get weird quizzes at the same time as like uh, pictures of funny tweets and also like somewhat news media and dangerous Buzzfeed. dangerous democracy threatening lies yeah is that worse or better than the real reason that it was created which was to rank his female classmates i i have no answer for this yeah, I, it's I, all i know it's all it's all bad <sighs> oh it's all it's all bad that's okay sometimes it's, it's all just, bad it's just bad <laughs> it's just bad uh yeah, did you? I, I know. I for a second, I want to. I want to talk about this, but um, like on Halloween, it was Halloween, and the 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 House was voting on the impeachment inquiry inquiry to move forward, and at the same time, like the New York Times published uh, an open letter written by Aaron Sorkin to Mark Zuckerberg about his about the First Amendment and undermining democracy, and it was just a weird day, right? It's just a weird, it's a weird day. It's just a weird day. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, uh, <laughs> I kind of forgot about Mark Zuckerberg for a while, and he's really wanted to remind everyone about himself, and he did it in the worst way possible. Mm. Boy, he just can't not be a jerk there, can he? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess if you wanted a good <laughs> Halloween scare, like, oh no, e evil corporate conglomerates and the uh, overthrow of our government. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to be spooked about on Halloween. Woohoo! Ooh, 2019. <laughs> um, 
But no, this article, though, it's not scary or serious. So we'll talk about that instead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a it was expanding on a topic that we very briefly touched on in our live show, which is uh, the Visco girl. Visco. Mm-hmm. Not VSCO. Mm-mm. Visco. Yes. And uh, what what that would have looked like in the late 90s. I believe this article was an attempt to translate for me. For everyone who is over the age of like 23. Yes. To translate what uh, what visco means in your in your language. Old 90s lady. (laughs) Here's what it means for you. And so I I read it and it was just a bunch of things. uh, Just a list of like it was not. It did not have like a, a deep description of these things. It was just a bunch of pictures of things, mm-hmm. um, as many of these lists tend to be. And I, I, I do not feel like I understand Visco much more than I did before, because it was a list of everything that encompassed everything about any teenager in the nineties. I feel like, like I had a problem with this list. Like what? What are some? Well, okay, some hits. So we start off with, uh, well, first of all, before we do that, uh, Riley, would you like us to give us a brief definition of the Visco girl? Sure. Um, So Visco is the name of a photo sharing platform, kind of like Instagram, Mm -hmm. except it's more for like uh, photography sharing, I would say. So it's not as much like, here's a profile of all my life and my pictures and stuff. And there aren't, you know, it's not a social Mm -hmm. media platform in the sense of like likes and followers and stuff. As much. I think those things exist. But that's not its purpose. It's just for like sharing photography you've done. Um, that is where the name comes from. And Visco Girls, the the thing, I guess, Visco mm-hmm. Girl, is like a person who enjoys scrunchies and Birkenstocks and Hydro Flasks and oversized t-shirts and um, like puka shell necklaces and best friend bracelets made out of like yarn and hemp and stuff which i mean in part i think my confusion with this list is that what you just described is a fairly 90s look yes very much so like if you if you take away the hydro flask yeah because we you weren't lucky enough to have them in the 90s no you just replace it with a nalgene bottle i feel like that was a 2000s thing i don't know though no no, you're right. Now Jean was 2000s. Not, was I don't the, know what that is. It was more of a, I'm a fancy person. I have a Now Jean water bottle. I, I I had a friend get me one once and I was like, no, this is, I don't want, this is, this is of the bourgeois. I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> no, it was uh, the, in, according to this list, it was the Nike squirty water bottle. Mm. The one like you can toss your head back and squirt it into your mouth right, like you're right. a big a, a sporto. Yeah, whenever <laughs> I have like that's what they're college classes with student athletes, they always come in with those water bottles and like waterfall them into their own mouths. And I don't know why they're so intense about it. Like I'm in like an intro political science class and then all these just freshman college athletes come in waterfalling their own Nike water bottles into their mouth. It's the Gatorade commercials. Yeah. It, ma- it makes you think you have to drink intensely when you do sports. <laughs> yeah, I never drank that intensely. Maybe that's why I was never very good at sports. I feel like those bottles are designed to be ha- consumed only intensely, though. It's not like you can really, like, you kind of have to do a full head tilt with that. That's just part of the design. 
That's the see we you know uh, old people worry so much about the effect of violence in movies and video games on young people and what that's going to do to their behaviors and really they should be worried about Gatorade commercials teaching youth to drink too intensely. Mm. It's really dangerous. They're going to get overhydrated like a cactus. There's squirt water everywhere. Yeah. Uh, this list contained some uh, many things that of course were popular in the 90s. I'm not arguing the validity of these things Mm -hmm. it's just it'd be like saying like um like you know this band now that everybody likes well what what would they be like in the 90s and it'd be like well you know like pop music in the 90s they're sort of like that Mm -hmm. it's like what you mean all of pop music so they're like all of pop music that's what this list felt like so like the first thing was like those adidas slide sandals Mm -hmm. fair i think i had a i either had a pair or i had a knockoff pair i may have had a knockoff pair actually i remember it's more economically sound i remember them being popular but i feel like i associated those more with like jocks with sporty kids i feel like you had them because you you played soccer i did that's why i wore them i because i would wear them with socks yeah, that's kind of the thing is like you're going to your game or whatever. You don't know where like your cleats, your good tennis shoes. So you yeah. wear your sandals with your socks and then switch out after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an athlete thing. They talk about burning incense sticks that smelled like cool water or CK1. I definitely burned those incense sticks. I will say that that was very 90s. And there mm-hmm. were some things on this list that I know were me. And now when I took the quiz, I got e-girl. Mm-hmm. So I don't I know. I still don't get that. I don't know if this is representative of an e-girl than more of a, than a visco girl, but like they talk about those uh, gauzy mosquito net thingies that you could put over your bed, like mm-hmm. canopy slash mosquito I net combos. Those so badly. I had one of those. I had, they talk about like the celestial print, like sun, moon, star print bedding. I not only did I have that, but Taylor, you may remember this. I had a crate in my room that mom decoupaged. Mm-hmm. A bunch of those things onto. Yeah. Oh no, you had a whole theme. You had like a a border. Mm-hmm. That. Yep. So that was the time period where every room had to have a decorative border in it. <laughs> I had a wallpaper border with like like an astrological looking wallpaper mm-hmm. border. Um, and then uh, the glow in the dark stars on my ceiling. I don't know. Are these vis? These don't seem visco. I- from what I understand, Visco now is just like, I mean, it's like you said, it's just basic. <laughs> it is. It's just like the typical standard basic teenage female. Well, and like they do include in this list, like uh, using Bath and Body Works body spray. Mm-hmm. But I thought everybody did that. I, I mean, I did that growing up. Yeah. That was just because they had like the most, the widest variety of tasty smells. Yes. Then they all were like shiny and, and pink. I think I would. That was about it. Yeah. I would buy it more if they had picked a specific flavor of Bath and Body and said, this was the one. But And see, the, yeah, well, and it would have been what, like Plumeria? Would it have been? Why? That was my scent. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I feel like everybody had either Plumeria or that cucumber one. Mm, that's true, yeah. I was more of a sweet pea girl. Mm. That was my, my scent. 
I my, I don't remember what my original one was. It, they get they discontinued it. It was something purple. Twilight Forest. Midnight Path Midnight is Path. was the one they repl- they replaced it with something called Midnight Path, and that's the one that I use later. But I don't remember what the it was. Another purple thing is what it originally was. Wasn't it Freesia? No, I didn't use Freesia. Mm. Or did I? Was it Freesia? I thought you did. I don't know. Maybe it was Freesia. False memory. I'm not sure. It could be. It could It could have been. Well, And they talk about the people also used to like to use the Victoria's Secret Pear Glossé body lotion, which I do remember people having. But I didn't. I mean, Victoria's Secret. That was for the grown-ups. That's for the women. <laughs> That was not. I was a kid. I was a. I was a. I was a child. A lad. A um, wee one. And cargo pants. See, like that. How does this? The wide leg cargo cargo pants. How does this all go together? These are just lots of different. I I don't know. I mean, I love cargo pants. I wore them a lot. Mm-hmm. They were great mm-hmm. with tank tops. Are you kidding me? What a great look. Well, and Vans. Well, <laughs> big cargo pants, all ragged at the bottom, kind of muddy and dirty, torn up, a pair of Vans, and a little tank top. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd wear one of those little beanies, too. That's a really good look you're describing, mm-hmm. Sid. Hemp necklace, some Fimo beads. Mm-hmm. But that's not, I mean, I just don't think that any of these are a cohesive one one kind of person. I don't. One kind of girl. I feel like a lot of it, too, is like... I don't know. We feel the need to quantify and then the next step judge teenage girls a lot. And this yes. kind of stuff is just more of that. Because as you know, for the stuff that's today, I'm not a kid today, so I don't know if this stuff is disparaging or not or is like all over the place. But this list that you're reading opposite is very much like that's just a lot of inter- varied interests that b- different people could have in different combinations. I agree. I think we are starting to get to the the core problem with like if you try to define this too strongly and break it down um, and identify with it. One is we can't because we're old. <laughs> well, yeah, but even the idea like the the term if it's it's so uh, it's coming from a photo sharing website where people are more trying to share artistic photos and not just like this is what I ate today and here's a selfie. Mm-hmm. That sounds like that's a cool thing like whatever your gender is if you're a part of like where you remove the the whole like social popularity aspect and just have art like why is that something attached to like a derivative like oh this is just it's one of those girls (laughs) i will say it's always been more obscure to me like a like how for a while when i was in like middle school everyone started getting twitter but not everyone had a tumblr tumblr Mm -hmm. was former like the the artsier people i knew um visco has been like a, everyone got instagram at the same time but visco is for the more artistic it's more niche niche yeah um edgy people well let's let's break this down further but before we do that let's check the group message uh first of all sisters still buffering is sponsored in part this week by HelloFresh. so cooking can be hard mm-hmm. and you don't know what to make and you don't want it to take forever and you don't know like if you have the right ingredients or what you're going to need or if you're going to buy too much of something and then not use it and you want to try new things but you don't even know where to start and HelloFresh can help you out by making cooking delicious uh, meals at home 
a reality regardless of how comfortable you are in the kitchen and how prepared you are and what you know what you know how to cook. There's something for everyone. There are family recipes, there are vegetarian recipes. They have a fun menu series, things like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. And it's really easy to change your delivery days, your food preferences. If you're going to go out of town for a week and you need to make sure you don't deliver a box of food to your house when you're not there. Uh, they can take care of all that for you. It's really easy to use. And then the ingredients are all there. They're all pre-proportioned. You won't have a bunch of stuff left over. The directions are super easy to follow. They've got pictures, which is great. What's better than pictures? And uh, you can make yourself and uh, your family or your friends, your loved ones or not loved ones, whoever you're cooking for, you can make them delicious food right there at home and uh, and feel good about what you cooked and what you ate and, and tried something new maybe. So, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, what should they do? Well, for a limited time only, you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh. So you can go to HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering9 and enter stillbuffering9. That's nine free meals from HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash stillbuffering. Use code stillbuffering9. Nine free meals. That's a lot. Uh, I want to talk to you about native deodorant because this week still buffering is also brought to you in part by native um native contains simple ingredients that you understand so you know everything that's in your deodorant that you know that less is more just you know what's going in your pits you know what you're putting on your body which i think is always good when it comes to makeup or body products no one know what's going in there and you can do that with native um and they also come in a wide variety of enticing scents for all people and they release new limited edition seasonal scents throughout the year we're coming up on the holiday season you know get those those holiday scents as we're getting into the colder months holiday maybe, pits is that maybe what you're gonna you could say have then? pits I, i'm not exactly sure what these seasonal scents are but maybe you could have pins that smell like peppermint or gingerbread um you holiday pro- cheer <laughs> you probably shouldn't guess i'm i'm just like you know these are my suggestions for you, Native, as someone who enjoys holiday scents. These are my holiday suggestions. Um, and they also have an unscented formula and a baking soda-free formula, if that's what you're looking for. And they offer free returns and exchanges in the USA. So, you know, you can exchange your scent and return it if you want for free. Um, I really like Native, the best-smelling deodorant I've ever used on my pits. Definitely the one with the most natural and... Uh, fewest amount of ingredients um so i know everything that's going in there and i smelled like coconut vanilla all day delightful did smell great smells great um so taylor if our listeners want to check out native what should they do well for 20 percent off your first purchase you can visit nativedeodorant.com and use our promo code buffering during checkout that's nativedeodorant.com get 20 percent off your first purchase use promo code buffering So I think I think we were hitting on something that is is deeply like rooted in all these conversations about things like visco girls and e girls, and then the other kind of girl is a soft girl, which like they talk in, this in quiz. Yeah, um, they they talk about how people used to have all those like picture frames with feather boas around them. I figure that must be a soft girl thing, mm-hmm. um, although I still don't really know. Uh, and uh, and really, what they're it is like you said it's a way of of categorizing and then in some ways like minimizing the interests of largely i would say teenage girls mm-hmm. um 
I'd say teenagers in general, you know, of, of all genders fall victim to this. But I, I think, you know, we were joking earlier about Twilight, but I mean, definitely I think the stuff that is more stereotypically associated with teenage girls gets hit the hardest. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of the stuff is just, I mean, there were, so like they talk about how like Fiona Apple was so big then or like the tv show buffy the vampire slayer and it's like so are we making fun of teenage girls because they liked good tv and good movies or i mean good music is that then like can you believe that they liked a good tv show and some good music well and those are just so different things too like i happen to like both of those but there's you know how much overlap is there between adidas sandals and being able to judge that Fiona Apple is quality music. <laughs> I don't see the connection point there. Well, and they talk about like uh, Visco girls of the late 90s love to play N64. Who didn't love to play N64? I mean, like, what do you mean? I mean Everybody loved Nintendo 64. Right? Yeah. Wasn't just me. No, I... We we both loved it. Or Game Boy Colors? Yeah. Everybody had pagers. Everybody liked Romeo and Juliet, that movie with Claire Danes and Leonardo I DiCaprio. That film. See? Young people still like it today. Um now bucket hats, bucket hats might be a more uh They have come back. Really? Yes. <gasps> Are you serious? If I had to categorize it into one of the three categories, I would probably also put it into the visco girl category if i had to bucket hats are back yes are you gonna get one i have them i just are don't you gonna wear them i'm gonna wear them now i love bucket hats and go to disney and sydney's just gonna be wearing bucket hats the whole time i still have a bucket hat that i got at rainforest cafe mm-hmm. <laughs> that says rainforest cafe on it does it you got it at rainforest cafe and it says rainforest cafe on it it was my favorite hat for so long. And you can wear it again. I can wear it. And I'll be cool, though. And like, I could wear it hydro I wanted, But now I can wear it and be cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't... I mean, I feel like this goes to, like, a, a, a deeper understanding when we look at, like, how we quantify women through the ages, where it's... We need to qualify, like, what what kind of woman are you? Like, that's not, you know, like, what category do you fall into so I know how to treat you? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we have the archetypes of, like, you know, the the innocent, the bombshell, the, the ingenue. Like, th- these kind of terms that it's like, dudes don't really get put into those categories. But that's because you can objectify something that you can stereotype. Um that's true. That's true. I think I think there those the, there may be some generalities for that for guys, but not to the extent that that women do for sure. Um, yeah, not saying. And it I, I think that's yeah. I think I think when like on this list it talks about all late nineties girls had a uh, Spice Girl they identified with, which I will not say was true for me necessarily. You don't identify with any of them. I was not a huge Spice Girls fan. Wow. And also, no, I didn't identify with any of them. I didn't feel like I was 
like any of them quite encapsulated me. Well, that's also kind of funny because each Spice Girl was supposed to represent a very different kind of girl. So it's like, okay, great. So that's a whole bunch of different. They literally were based around types. There was a sporty one and there was a posh one. Come on. I guess if I was closest to one of them, it would be scary. Okay. I guess. That's good. It. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I always liked Ginger, but that was just because her hair was cool. I probably... Her hair was very cool. Retroactively, I think I probably just thought she was really pretty. (laughs) I I realize that now. Uh, That was true. That's true. Um, No, but I think think that's very true. And, like, this is just the latest way to, like... I think the, the Visco girl is... I don't know. I, I I still think it seems just sort of like what the the preppy popular girl was. Mm-hmm. It was just the most popular. Like if you distilled the the coolest things that teenage girls were into back then, that looks kind of like what that is now. I will say preppy is very different than popular, though. I feel like there was a lot more overlap back in the day. Mm-hmm. See, preppy is a very distinct thing, at least in my experience mm-hmm. growing up. Very much like... Oh, the the Vera Bradley backpack matching lunchbox set, like wearing like your boat shoes, your Sperry's, hmm. your Vineyard Vines, stuff like that. Like the pastel colors and the girls always dressing nice and wearing their pearls and guys wearing like boat shoes and khaki shorts. Well, I also feel like a lot of these looks too are a lot more, um, like they talk about the the makeup on here, dark nail polish was a thing and like frosted lips mm-hmm. that are sometimes overly lined mm-hmm. um, skinny eyebrows and like the the makeup of the 90s I feel like was a little more uniformed mm-hmm. like everybody kind of got into the same trends whereas now I feel like a lot of these looks when I was trying to figure out visco versus e-girl versus soft girl it seemed like the the makeup was a very big piece of it because they're yeah. all distinct makeup looks is my understanding right. yeah right I mean if we're like generalizing and, and continuing to paint this like picture yeah. of like a standard right. general well, image uh, of this category, then yeah. Are they overly exaggerated because of social media? Y- yeah. I mean, is I think that so. is that maybe why we're like overly exaggerating these archetypes in a way that I I don't I feel like things were more blended before. Yeah. Like this this list is like every girl from the 90s. Right. Well, yeah. But also, I mean, do you just think that because you weren't being exposed on the internet to people from other places? And it was just in, in your high school experience, everyone you were around did all these things and maybe in other areas. So is it the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think because we lived them, we experienced them as our unique selves. So it seems really weird to retroactively put yourself into a category with things that it's like, I mean, because the truth behind all of this stuff is like, it's fun. We we love to like, it's something we do ourselves when we seek out BuzzFeed quizzes or like personality test quizzes, you know, to like say, I can lock something in about myself and that can be true. But I think that the real life experiences is that you change a lot and sometimes you know, it's really freeing to realize you don't have to have one aesthetic or one style or one label that, you know, like the full range of it. So for me to look back and be like, no, I wasn't that. But that's because none of us really fit into these categories really tidy. It's something else that society kind of does and says like, oh, this is what you are. 
It's like, you, we got you in a box now. That's, put you away. That's true. That's true. I think that's important to note because we talk a lot about like the way that other people, um, especially I think with young women, will like, like we said, categorize them and box them in and give them like, this is your role in society. This is the character that you are. I do think there is, uh, we all have a natural, very human tendency to want to like, um, figure out our own place in the world by putting ourselves in different groups. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's the same impulse that makes you take like a Hogwarts house quiz, right? Yeah. That's why we like BuzzFeed quizzes so much. Mm -hmm. It's because so that we can figure out our place in the world in relation to other people. Um, but you gotta be careful because, you know, Vonnegut would say that's a grand falloon. You're not really part of that group. It's a fit. It's a false association. Well, I, but it makes you feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sports fans. <laughs> I think it's good to, to experience the, these ideas if it helps you learn or expand yourself to find something new out about yourself. I think it's bad when it makes you feel like you have to cut off things from yourself. Like I know growing up, like I felt like I was a smart girl, so I couldn't be anything like even like self care felt like such a, a thing that I shouldn't take part in, you know, because that was like, like, I don't know, like face masks or like, like a, like a skincare routine. Like, no, 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 I'm a, I'm artistic and I'm intelligent. I don't do those things because that's for, that's, that would make people lose respect for me. It's like, no, it's, you can have, you know, that's just self care. That's true. I mean, that, that definitely, um, I, I've, I feel like I've limited myself when I was younger, not as much now. Um, because I think as you get older, most of us start to let go of the need to like be part of those. Um, to, to you realize how limiting, how it can be defining, but also limiting to have all those kinds of boundaries and labels. Um, because I mean, in like reality and interacting with other people away from social media and in person, it doesn't really have any sort of impact on anything <laughs> i mean true. like if you if you take a buzzfeed quiz like oh man i'm a visco girl and you're like looking at your social media like wow do i look basic do i look like i don't know everyone has told me like yeah you are one of those i'm like well does that does that mean anything like when you're talking to me or having a conversation like it's not like i should tell you before we get started in this intellectual conversation i am a visco girl do with that information <laughs> what you will but that is important for us to to have these guidelines set out beforehand will you please take this quiz so i can know your place in this in this realm before we continue like Be before we start talking <laughs> i think it's very important hi i i'm here to interview for your, this position in your company but before we start i think it's important that you know i am a gryffindor <laughs> so i've noted there's a large <laughs> section on your resume just for your answers and your personality types is defined by various quizzes um I, can i ask why <laughs> I, i'm really glad that you know what type of pie you'd be but i don't know how this <laughs> relates to this interview <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I know i'm surprised too i always saw myself as more of an anya i did get willow though so <laughs> that is are you comfortable with that in your company i don't know <laughs> These are the important questions. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they don't actually have any bearing on anything you do in life, really, when you're interacting with other people and caring about your day. Like, it, it's not something that enters into any sort of real life situation. So it probably impacts the way you think about yourself and the way you think about how other people see you. 
especially when you're going through your formative years and your your youth. But I mean, it also doesn't really mean much of anything. Right. Well, I, I think yeah. that's how identity is. That's how it works healthfully is that there are the parts of you that you connect to and that you feel you, you want to embrace, you continue to move forward with. And there are always things that you kind of jettison off and adopt new things. And that's how you develop, you know, who you are. And it never really stops doing that. So, you know, your quiz answers might change all the time, but that doesn't mean that you change as a person. I mean, it's even something like the fact that I'm bisexual, right? Like that's that's something about me that is part of my personality and my identity, but I don't start every conversation with it. It doesn't change how I, you know, behave and participate in, in life. It's just like a part of my, my myself. Things no, like Visco Girl and E-Girl and Soft Girl are just very, very much less important versions of, of identities, I guess. Like, I don't start every conversation with, I am apparently the only human left on Earth that likes Necco Wafer candies. And I think that's, that's your, important that's that you know That's part of your identity, me. though. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> I love Necco Wafer candies. I, I like Necco Wafer. so gross. <laughs> I never was asked to weigh oh. in on this debate. Well, sorry. Thank you. There we go. So gross. Two to one. That's just like chalk. See, Ju- that's what Justin says. Justin says that, that it's like chalk that tastes bad. So what part of it do you like? <laughs> it's chalk that tastes good. It's the taste good part that I like. Cooper loves them. Charlie pretends to because she wants to be part of the group. <laughs> but she'll end up putting them all in my mouth. But Cooper loves them. I'll join Charlie in on that. I'll get her some... Some Smarties, some sweet tarts. Need I remind the people listening at home that Riley likes dots? I do like dots. Yes. You what have about no it? room. So does Charlie. You have no room to talk. I bet Cooper would too. Maybe Cooper will eat anything. They're delicious. Maybe the real lesson here is, is that it's okay that we all have different likes and dislikes and we don't need to, to go to war over these things or campaign against each My- other. <laughs> My question is, why has no one made a BuzzFeed quiz yet? That's which small sibling are you? <laughs> I just want to know that. I want to know which one I am. You want to know which I one know. you are? I, yeah. Well, I think we know. <laughs> I, some days it changes. I don't know. I took the McElroy brother one and I was Justin and that felt I got weird. Griffin. I don't know if so. I am my husband. Oh, that's weird. I mean, you've lived with him for a long time. I'm yeah. not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna. I, I would be weird. I don't want to take that quiz. It was very. It weird. was weird. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who is curious, I I do feel like we should mention that whether or not any of these definitions or labels matters. Uh, we did. We took that quiz before we did our live episode to find out if we were Visco girls, E girls, or soft girls. Um, as did Lin Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He was I v- thought it was worth mentioning that he was a Visco he girl. He was a Visco uh, girl. <laughs> and Charlie did as well. Charlie was a soft girl. Yes. That makes sense. That she is. She is very <laughs> soft. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. She's she's getting harder. Yeah. Um, She was Mal for Halloween. Most people who I was going to say most people who don't have small children or aren't children don't mm-hmm. Maleficent's daughter from Disney Descendants. Oh, okay. Yes, if you haven't seen the films, I'm sorry you're missing out. The music is great. It, it uh, is pretty good. In the parlance of the day, it slaps. <laughs> oh God, we have to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And happy uh, belated National Candy Day since we talked about candy. Yes. That's the other thing Twitter told me. They had leftover Halloween candy in the Honors College building where we have our honors seminar every week. And one of the professors came in and said, hey, you all should help us eat this. So we took the whole bowl of it and brought it into our seminar class and finished it throughout the entire class, just the Mm -hmm. eight of us. So that's how we celebrated. It's the first time I've had candy in such a long time. Well, happy candy to you all. Yeah, happy candy. <laughs> um, don't let quizzes define you. Unless you want to, then that's fine, that's too. That's fine. And you can take all the quizzes you want. That's great. Um, thank you, sisters. Thank you, sister. Thank you, listeners. And thank you, Maximum Fun, the network that hosts our podcasts. You should check out MaximumFun.org for lots of wonderful shows that you would enjoy. And you can tweet at us at StillBuff. And you can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Change Your Mind. This has been Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. I am a teenager. I was... Alexis, we got big news. Uh Uh-oh. Season one, done. It's over. Season two, coming at you hot. Three years after. (laughs) Three and a half. Season one. Technically almost four years. All right. And now, listen, here at Can I Pet Your Dog, the Spanish Shade Podcast, our seasons run for three and a half years. (laughs) And then at season two, we come at you with new, hot co-hosts named you. Hi, I'm Alexis. <laughs> uh, field trip. Dog tech. Yeah. Dog news. Dog news. Celebrity guests. Oh, big shots. Will not let them talk about their resume. Nope. Only yeah, the dogs. Only the dogs. I mean, if ever you were going to get into Can I Pet Your Dog? Now's the time. Get in here every Tuesday at MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.